Hello and welcome to the What We've Watched podcast. This is episode 58. My name is Chris. This is Emmett. And this week we're talking about Moonwalkers. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we, we generally like to sort of go back and forth between doing some early, older stuff and newer stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Moonwalkers was one that um, I sort of, I guess we saw a trailer for a while ago. And um, then completely forgot pretty, about pretty it. Pretty much forgot about it. I mean, well, I well, I knew about it, but, like, I just, mm-hmm. I didn't, it wasn't in the forefront of my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember liking what I saw in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, I was which like, is, um, that trailer did a great job because uh, I, yeah, well, I mean, we yeah. may as well get it out of the way. I, I didn't think it was a very good movie. Oh, really? I you was, didn't like it? I was pretty. That's funny. I was pretty disappointed about it. That's hilarious because I was going to jokingly say, Oops. I was going to jokingly hit the mic with the I was going to jokingly say that like this movie was a piece of crap. And then, like, um, no, I'm just kidding. Would um, I go that far? No, I wouldn't go that far. But I will say that um, I'm probably with the critics on this one, which is, like, around, yeah, it like, seems a around 40, the 40%, 40, mark. Yeah, 40-ish kind of thing. Um, I often find that the those percent things are lower, seem rather harsh mm-hmm. compared to, like, they'll say, like, oh, such and such a thing is... Um, I just watched, I'll, I'll mention it offhand because it's not like we're ever going to talk about it on here. Um, I watched, um, in the last week, I watched uh, The Last Witch Hunter with uh, oh, right. Vin yeah, Diesel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vin and that's like a 16% or something. <laughs> like, that was a complete super harsh, yeah. failure. And I thought, like, it wasn't particularly good, but, like, it certainly didn't deserve 16%. Yeah, yeah. You know? It wasn't so, a fantastic four. And so, yeah, I would go on, um... I would go with the critics on this one. Moonwalker is like oh. I think forty is like is fair because it was oh. like watchable, but it wasn't very good. Oh. Um, I was definitely let down. Oh, um, I think that the biggest. Uh, oh, I should. But okay, yeah, before let's we get go, into the, any further. So Moonwalker, the rewind a bit here. Get yeah, yeah, into yeah, the, yeah. Sorry, the getting details. A little, getting yeah. a little opinionated here. Yeah. Uh, so Moonwalker was uh, released in uh, January of twenty sixteen. I guess it had a. Well, I guess it was like a year before that. Yeah, it was March. It, it was uh, at South by Southwest. South by Southwest, and then yeah. it got like a theatrical release um, at yeah, the limited. beginning of this year. Yeah, which explains um, completely why we forgot about it, or or like yeah. it went under the radar because we probably saw the trailer around the time like it was at South by Southwest. Ago, yeah, and then like I remember going, "Well, that looks curious." Yeah, and, and the reason it came up again now is because it's like it came onto Netflix, and I was oh, like. Yeah. I was just browsing through things of like, mm-hmm. oh, like what have I not seen that catches my eye? And I was like, oh, well, and we needed, we needed, it, yeah, I remember, we like, oh, right, that's the Stanley yeah. Kubrick thing, yeah. and we needed, we needed something, um, you know, recent to do mm-hmm. if, if possible. Um, yeah, so um, more or less a 2016 movie, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. So uh, Moonwalkers was um, directed by it's um, Antoine Bordeaux. Uh, Jacquet, I think something yeah. like that. It's like French. He's a French director. Mm-hmm. Um, this was his first feature. He was like a commercial director before that, uh, known for you know like um, being quite 
like stylish filmmaker, mm-hmm. which you definitely see in this movie. Like he's definitely got a visual style. Um, he, he uses a lot of like like kind of slow motion and sort of kind of stylized sort of shots. It's I almost would like would have guessed if you'd said like oh this guy didn't make movies before I would have said oh music video director. Well, commercials like, kind of. A I mean, like, yeah, same kind of. Commercials also kind of, commercials in some ways have to be even more stylish than music videos because mm. instead of having like say like like three four five, five minutes, minutes you, you have like, like 30 seconds, seconds exactly so yeah. often commercials are very stylish because that's all they really have mm. um i mean ridley scott was started as right. a commercial director right um and uh like we talked about on our on our aliens uh podcast like alien was only ridley scott's like second feature that he ever made like that's crazy but knocked it out of the park but, like nice but, and early. you know he was well known as as a as a commercial director so mm-hmm. i mean it, it's certainly a viable a uh, place that to come from um but um I, yeah i mean there's there's that aspect of having kind of a novice like feature director mm-hmm. maybe that had an impact on it. i don't know um and then it was written um by uh, craig dean is that uh, dean craig dean craig dean craig oh wow see that's, no, that's right. don't have two first names yeah. and no last name that's no last name yeah. uh dean craig okay so it was written by Dean Craig, um, and this is where my problem comes in because I feel like D- well, Dean Craig wrote Death at a Funeral, Funeral, which is like one Bo- of the, both Death at a Funeral, which yeah. is one of the best. Um, uh, well, I'm sure he had nothing to do with the American one. I'm sure it was just a credit because of oh, it probably being based because of based the... on his yeah yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Um. Oh, actually, no. He is sole credit on the on the 2010 remake. Well, that's weird. Yeah. Hmm. They must have offered him a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, he's actually done a number of movies I've seen. Anyways, but Death at a Funeral was like one of the best, like funniest comedies you know of recent time. Um. And. Uh, I feel like it's hard to believe that the same person who wrote that could have written this because this was like as a comedy well to be fair Death at a Funeral was also directed by Frank Oz well exactly and that's where I'm getting at (laughs) I'm getting at the fact of like I feel like now I feel like Frank Oz maybe had more responsibility for Death at a Funeral being as good as it was than than I realized because um, this definitely was not in the same league it's far more like it's, super... cliche, it's very cliched like a lot of the jokes are like the exact same jokes that every, a million other movies have had in the same kind of types of situations and the same types of scenes and they're like like i like, i'm just like it, it was really disappointing because a lot of times i was just like well i could have written that joke because that's the same joke that yeah. well, that you could have copied that joke as same as that's the same joke yeah, that a yeah, yeah. hundred you know thousand other movies have used mm-hmm. in the same type of situation mm-hmm. that's a stock joke yeah yeah like and and that is kind of unforgivable in a way like it's kind of just like well what's the point then you know um so that was really disappointing um so basically the movie is kind of a takeoff on the um moon landing conspiracy theories uh specifically involving um that the u.s government or whatever hired stanley kubrick yeah uh, to film, film, film a fake moon landing. now 
to to the credit of the this movie at least, although I, I didn't think it was very good. Um, what I do think was kind of neat was the fact that it never. Unlike those kind of like conspiracy sort of nutters, like yeah. it never tries to say that like, oh, that it was fake or that mm-hmm. the moon landing or the space program didn't happen or anything like that. What the premise of the movie is is basically that they're doing the the mission. They have the space program. Yeah. They're doing the mission, but they're concerned about the possibility that it could fail. Exactly. And so and it, they can't ever they appear can't, to would have failed. They, they can't afford for that to fail. So basically. Uh, the, the idea is that they are going to have this uh, staged moon landing filmed to basically use the footage if the landing, the actual landing doesn't work out, mm. um, just for the public, um, just for the... Um, yeah, well, the show basically show on television while... Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to just... Um, I'm trying to think of the word... For the publicity, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, to make sure that they have a positive, mm-hmm. you know, outcome. So, I thought that that was kind of an interesting idea. That's a, that's a much better like idea. The take on it was yeah, yeah. That's a much better idea than just saying like, oh, in a world where yeah. you know the moon landing really was faked, which is not what this is yeah. about. Which which you know which, which would of, be kind of stupid. This is the kind of movie that has like the like the joke. You know, like some movies have like based on a true story. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of movie that like has like the joke thing at the beginning. Like it didn't really, but it could have been like. Yeah. This the events in this were based on a true story, maybe, probably not. <laughs> you know. So, um, yeah. So I mean, they have um, uh, Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman, yeah, and Rupert Grint are yeah. the two main. So characters. Ron Perlman, <laughs> Ron Perlman's character is like a like a CIA agent um, who was like all. He's suffering from some. Yeah, uh, he's all like messed up from from like Vietnam, which yeah. makes no sense because like why would like it, it, the whole thing of like like oh he's a Vietnam veteran and stuff. But this is like 1969, so oh. this is like still this is only like halfway through America's part of the Vietnam, Vietnam War. War yeah, so yeah. why is a dude who's like mm-hmm. in his 60s yeah, yeah. a Vietnam like, veteran? Like it makes he's, no sense. He's, he's... It, it would make like he's sense. almost old enough to be a Korean, Vietnam, Korean, to be a, War, Korean War veteran. He's almost old enough to be a Vietnam veteran now. now yeah, yeah. Let alone back in the sixties. It makes yeah. no sense. Uh, that really all, bothered all me. All I could, all I could. Guess. I mean, he was awesome. Yeah, no. He's a badass, and Ron <laughs> Perlman is always a badass. He's a big, scary <laughs> gorilla, gorilla of a man. man. Yeah, yeah. And and that's always the case. He, but the fact is, is he's in his sixties, and it makes no sense. The weird thing was, is like his. Like okay, CIA operative, mm-hmm. like X, like he, he, like kind of one of those, like he got out of the the Vietnam War right. and and became like a CIA operative, right? Uh, again, like you say, time wise, but that doesn't really match but up. That had to have all occurred in the last like a like, couple of years, like in a couple of years, yeah. like it makes no uh, sense. And uh, the the fact that he even suffers from the like the post traumatic stress, like led to some like I guess sort of like, some interesting cinematic scenes yeah but played zero point in the plot yeah like well other it's than just him, adding to like, the character it's yeah. just something to other add than to the him character. tripping out like a couple of times in the movie yeah like it it really didn't matter no it was which was which was which meant it weird like it felt weird that they leaned into it oh like, yeah that much more well, you know just um, add it to the pile of messed up things but of, it, and not in a good way then, about like, this movie it's sort of one of those like Okay, 
But then, like, every character in this has got kind of a messed up thing. Like, if they had cast somebody who was, like, maybe, say, like, 30. Yeah. That would have actually totally made sense. Or, or like, if... Time, like the t- the time made more sense, or, or you know, or if they're like, yeah, like if you like you say like if it, if it was, was Korean it War veteran, but even that, like Korea would have been, you know, that's you know fifteen to twenty less than twenty years. Yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He still would have been like way too old, way too like, old. It yeah, just doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah, um, maybe World War Two would have made more sense. Yeah, <laughs> like. But, you know, that didn't really fit with the, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, it, it was weird. It was like, it was like the role was clearly written for, not written for, for someone of Ron Perlman's age and, and sort of type. Yeah. Like yeah, it clearly yeah. was not written for him, but they just somehow they decided, him. I guess, cause they, they were able to get him and they figured that'll give us like some star power, mm-hmm. you know, um, I mean, like this film and this role feel very much like oh these are the this is the kind of movie that Ron Perlman does. Ron Perlman does so many movies yeah, yeah, like this. Like, like yeah, it's, absolutely. It's not a surprise the to movie, see him in this role. Oh yeah, I feel they it just the role have, didn't seem to be tailored to, have to him. Slightly adjusted the yeah. like, background story for the character yeah. once they got. I mean, Ron maybe Perlman. that's part of the joke or something. I don't know, but if so, it's not a good joke. Well, yeah, it's just I think it's one of those like it's just you're it's you're not supposed to like. You're not supposed to question it. It's just like there. Yeah. And, and I did. It, and to be fair, I didn't like while watching the movie really. Mm. Like because I was just like, well, I'm just gonna give it a chance. I'm yeah, just yeah, gonna yeah. let. I'm gonna right. let it flow over me. Mm. I'm gonna just let the yeah. story happen. Let it unfold. See how it goes. So I wasn't just sitting there yeah. like judging every yeah. moment and saying like, oh no, I don't think so. And then you know, next scene, no, I don't think so. Like yeah. I wasn't watching it that way. But it, it stood out because yeah. i was like i was watching it and i'm like i'm like god oh, man ron perlin he's, he's a badass like uh it's like i remember the uh cast like the hellboy cast like yeah yeah, yeah. and and you know they were um when they were when they did that video that really cool video commentary mm. uh for mm. their first movie mm-hmm. and how they were kind of not really teasing but they were sort of making a big deal about his because he had just had his birthday and it was like yeah. his 50th birthday or something at right, the time yeah and i was like so i was like how does how old does that make him now and i looked it up and i'm like I'm like he's 66 yeah, now yeah, yeah. And i'm like well that's awesome because he's still like very you know impressive mm-hmm. physically and, and he's still a badass he's he's just an awesome awesome dude and I, i'm a big big fan um but it makes no sense yeah. for the character. <laughs> uh, the, my only thing that I, I I can sort of like rationalize it in there is possibly he's been a CIA agent yeah. for a long time. Mm-hmm. As a CIA he agent, he was assigned to, to to some sort of operation. Operation, which did happen, and that, that it makes, went bad. That sort of makes sense, and like, but it's and like, not and the screwed way screwed him up, which is yeah. why they brought him back That's, early. I mean, that sort of justifies it but it's but, not really how they talk about they, they don't, it they don't they describe well, it they don't you know, exactly, they talk, they talk exactly. about it as if he was just a regular veteran veteran the in war. That, yeah, yeah, it yeah, makes yeah, no yeah, sense yeah, it yeah. makes no real sense but yeah. uh, that's a valid point that's yeah, a valid yeah, point yeah. that's uh well it's one of those potential explanations they give you incomplete amount of background yeah but what they give you isn't enough to yeah. form. I mean, it's not important. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. just one of those things. That, yeah. Like I said, it kind of doesn't matter either way. It's not really important. It's just one of those things that yeah. stuck out as like, eh, that doesn't really well, make yeah, sense. Like, why, are you, yeah, why are you doing um, that? Yeah. So then um, he, so he's the one who gets assigned to go 
to England and find Stanley Kubrick mm-hmm. and make this deal yeah. to make big, this big film. suitcase full of money. Um, and uh, and uh, so he he goes to what he thinks is the is Stan well what he's been told is Stanley Kubrick's um, agent or whatever yeah, office yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he accidentally makes contact with the Rupert Grant character instead because he's in the office yeah um at the time and it's like a mistaken identity thing basically yeah, yeah, yeah. and he plays Rupert Grant plays Johnny who's like mm-hmm. this like kind of um crappy well, would be like rock band <laughs> manager yeah. um he hasn't actually done anything remotely successful so no. I he, almost, was, he I can't manages really just, one garbage band yeah who that hasn't broken through at all yeah so i mean i can't really call that him you, an actual you never you never actually hear play yeah that which, whole course which, of is, the movie. which is sort of funny actually it is, it is, i sort I of like that that was, that was sort of a good that's yeah. a clever yeah that's yeah. a clever thing i actually yeah. have to give uh, okay that's one more positive thing i'll yeah. give them but but there's there's not a lot yeah. of positive here. Yeah, I mean J- Johnny basically just plays a screw up. He's like yeah. a person who's like life is full um, of screw ups now, I know, and bad luck. I know and... that Rupert Grant has done some like adult roles mm-hmm. since the Harry Potter days, yeah. but this is sort of the first one that I've seen, um, or at least the first I've seen where like it's definitely full on. Like this is a very R rated movie. Yes, there yeah, is yeah. a lot of language like mm. first language and um very graphic like i mean it's very silly it's over the top violence yeah. but it's very graphic violence it's like very like splatter uh, that i was not expecting in the um, film because I, the first time it happens mm-hmm. it like they don't they didn't really lead anything up to that like oh it's a film okay there's some nudity I there's heard, some there's a lot of cursing of yeah. course you know there's some drug use uh, but oh. you don't okay accept, that gets into another like, problem it's, it's like if you were watching uh train spotting mm-hmm. and like half an hour into train spotting there's like a, a graphic disemboweling and you're like where did that come from yeah. like you're not really um, ready for i actually it, but then it's so over the top right yeah it's i mean it it's, like called, a splat, it's, it's like it's a splatter called. movie yeah yeah um i actually <laughs> kind of had an inkling because um i i like just quickly looked at like a couple of sort of comments about it sort of early in the movie like oh, as, right. as i was starting to watch it i was just like because i was just curious like oh what's the critical because i could sort of start to see like oh, i'm not really too impressed with this here mm. so far so i'm like what's the what's the critical like consensus on this so i like i quickly looked that up and i just noticed a lot of comments about the violence yeah and just you know very i it's not like i looked deeply or read like full mm. reviews or stuff i just saw like a lot of comments about the violence so i was just like oh okay so i wasn't that surprised because i kind of had seen mm. comments about it um ron perlman makes some violence yeah <laughs> I, um i thought that stuff the violence stuff was like it was sort of mildly amusing like yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's nothing it, it was i mean it was it was played. It was that very like abrupt played for. Yeah, like, it was nothing I had violence sort of seen laughs. before. It, it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of um, like a Tarantino movie. Yeah, yeah. that's a good or, example. Yeah. And and there was some stuff like that was definitely like I say, almost like a splatter film. Like there was some stuff that was almost kind of like the early Peter Jackson movies, yeah. like the head explosion, well, the, the shotgun the first time when to he the head. He and just stuff. removes that guy's head. Yeah, from, like, which the jaw and then they up, do it several. And it's just and then it's just like the film is just like silent for a second. Yeah. Everybody's and everybody's just they, like, uh. and then and then in the sort of the big climactic stuff, yeah, yeah. They, that happens a couple more times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, 
that stuff so so it was kind of like i had a bit of that sort of splatter thing and but otherwise it kind of reminded me a lot of like Tarant- the way that tarantino uses violence so mm-hmm. you know that was mildly amusing but it wasn't really enough even that seemed kind of derivative like i say so it, it wasn't really enough to save it but i thought it was okay um uh, you mentioned like the drug use thing i have a huge problem with the fact that um uh, so much of the movie just relies upon like drug humor but like but I, like just like constantly I like i was like say, there was way I too much drug say, like drug humor well it's a 10 so set much, drug humor yeah it's, it's like, very cliche like, what we're gonna have is we're gonna have people on drugs mm-hmm. and that's gonna make them act in a way that is supposed to be funny that's what i mean absurd, but that's drug humor, you know or yeah but everything and, that's it all comes out of relating to it's and it was a, so cliche. It was like, so just. I mean, in a in a in a like. It was such a I, crutch. I quite I, I quite enjoyed this movie actually. I I I made me laugh like, but like despite like I knew it was like well, this is a joke I've seen before. The presentation. It's not often that we have radically no, diverging but, opinions, like, so it's I'm, probably good that it happened. The thing is, is eventually, I would still like. I. This is a c plus movie mm-hmm. for sure but i like this is definitely like like i wouldn't rate it much higher than the critics like i give it like maybe a 50 uh but i still enjoyed it like i i it was like as i was watching it i recognized the things that you're talking about yeah, yeah. like the the drug humor and i mean you you like you said so much of this movie's weak. derivative like they did you so see many. it coming yeah and for some reason like i guess maybe that because it happens early enough, mm-hmm. I I think I switched to like some sort of just like ah brain off. Right, I'm just going to be kind of like lightly entertained by this, yeah. and and I found it fine for that. Right. Like, um, mm. and I think I re- really enjoying like Ron Perlman's character, and then yeah, and then can't argue with that, and then not. At a certain point in the film, when things start, I guess probably about the last like third of the film, things are starting to get things like, like the plot really starts to spiral out of control of the characters. I actually got to a point where it's like, despite like so much of this being derivative, I kind of really don't know where they're going with this, and I didn't know if they were going to play the like, you know, like in the reality of the film, the moon landing didn't happen, and they had to go with the moon landing here, or. You know, I mean, as it turns out, they completely cock up the filming of this moon landing in the most disastrous yeah. of ways. It, it, it reminded me a lot of, um, it was like the finale of um, True Romance. Yes. Where it's like, yes. well, this is where things are going. The whole movie has been going this direction, leading yeah. up, leading up, leading up, leading up. And then it all just falls apart in yeah. a massive, yeah. like, battle, you know, of uh, just, like, everybody being killed. Yeah, yeah, Except yeah. for your main characters yeah, yeah, yeah. who escape, you yeah. know, narrowly it, escape. It, it, and that's, the movie just, like, tumbles you know. into this, like, irrecoverable, like... So, again, like, again you, there's you know that, all that stuff Tarantino towards? comparison. Exactly. Like, well, this movie feels very, um... Uh... I mean, it feels very, it clearly is very, um, I don't want to say homage, but, like, I, you know, I, I got, got, you know, Quentin Tarantino movies, uh, a lot of, actually, like, late 60s, 70s movies of the time, like, it's, uh, what is the word for that? I like, thought the, uh, their, their depiction of the, of the, 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 that was, the setting was, the time setting was, it was good. pretty good, it was good, but it was very, like, 
it was very obvious. Like it was very, uh, it was very almost sort of cartoonish. I was, I was gonna say like, I was gonna say like, uh, uh, how like a TV, how a TV show would pull it off. Yeah, you know? it was like, very like, sort yeah. of cartoonish. It was yeah, just yeah. like, like, oh hey, this is 1969. You can tell because yeah. look at how well, everything looks and, and stuff. And, and I was like, I feel, I feel, and, and I wasn't I subtle quite, enough. And maybe this is. Maybe this is actually what set me up for just like kind of like I said, brain off enjoying the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the like the opening credit sequence is the full on like psychedelic, yeah. you know, yellow submarine like that whole animated. Which and actually I thought that was kind of well done, but it, it immediately puts you like the way it's done is so I just like tribute almost. Yeah, uh, and that's why I sort of feel like this movie is attempted tribute mm-hmm. to a lot of like that style and those kind of films, and it just kind of doesn't. It doesn't stick the landing. It, it like, yeah. it, but like, like unfortunately, over and over again, it's not one of those films where like overall pretty. It good, does get better. I will end, admit. Yeah, like. It gets better. Like it's, I definitely think it's much worse in the first half than it is in the second half. It, it does. But I mean, it's not a long. That's film. not saying. It, no, it, it's, it's like an, it's, it's almost bang on an hour and a half. And it's almost bang on an hour and a half, and the beginning kind of goes on a little too long. Like the yeah. setup takes a little too I, long. To, I found myself to looking the point where at a certain point, until they brought Ron Perlman's character in, which is probably like not that long into the film, but because of the way the setup goes. For a few minutes, I actually forgot what the film was about. Yeah. I'm like, I, I was like, I thought this film was about Stanley Kubrick. I no, guess it's about this guy managing I wish. his band. <laughs> you know, I no, wish. no, because St- Stanley Kubrick was somewhere else <laughs> during yeah. the course of the film. He was in the, the was Philippines in, or something. No, like. he was in, um, like, the European continent. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And, and, he was, uh, he was still, promo- he was still, on, he was still promoting, team. um, he was still 2001, promoting 2001 yeah. at the time. Well, because they show him on TV. Yeah, and that's, and that's how Ron Perlman's character realizes, realizes. that he's been, yeah. you know, tricked. Because yeah. he just didn't really, I mean, he, he didn't know anything about, Yeah. He, right? Like, he had the one picture. Th- that was damaged. And, and Which, like, of course, like, that, I mean, that's one of those things. Like, as soon well, as... Well, he saw it before. Yeah, like, yeah, Like, he yeah. saw it once, basically. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then, again, then it ends up damaged, and then that's all he's going to go with. And that's, like... That event that like leads him, and then he, he oh, he's got the coffin because that guy that sits next to him on the plane just knocks him out. Oh, um, that's so dumb. That yeah. was like such. That was such it was a super, cliche, it was super hackney. Super hackney. Like how many times have we seen <laughs> exactly. a scene like that uh, or a joke like but that? But like that scene, like, like that character, trillion. then leading to like it's damaged, and he goes to look at the photo, and all you can see is the hair because yeah. the faces, like the. Like and that's like a, such a cliche thing to do. Yeah. Like right there, that's sort of the trigger of like, oh, that's what this movie is. This movie is a bunch of cliches. Yeah. Some of them will work. I just couldn't some believe it because I was like, "Death at Funeral is nothing like that." No, no, not at all. And I just, I, I could not, like, I could not. I guess everyone is entitled to have a dud in their career. Yeah, yeah. But I just could and not. Way early, I could I guess. not. I could not place, like, how, like, I would never in a million years if somebody had asked, thought that these could be written by the same people, yeah. like, the interesting and like thing I say, is... that that kind of t- tells me that Frank Oz must have had more to do with shaping Death the film than I even and... realized. I yeah. mean, I always thought he had a lot to do with it, but now I feel like he must have had even more than I realized. Yeah. Because Frank, Frank Oz's career is, like, very consistent oh, for course, the most yeah. part. I think the only thing that kind of went bad on him was um the uh stepford wives remake 
um, which uh, they tr- basically remade Step for Wives as, yeah. a, as a like a comedy. Comedy, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, that, that was like Broderick or something. That went like horribly that awry. Saw that. Yeah. That went horribly awry. It was really terrible. It got really bad reviews and failed and everything. And that's about it. Every, pretty much everything else that Frank Oz has done as as a mm. director has been like like classic and mm. just amazing. So I think, um, yeah, it, yeah, definitely well, yeah. gonna have to give Frank Oz a little it's, more credit there. It's one of those films where you can definitely see like there it so easily could have been like a slightly rewritten yeah slightly tweaked yeah it wasn't it's not a bad premise far better version of this film it's not a bad premise you know and it has some decent characters uh, in kind of ultimate irony like like we were saying like a lot of a lot of stuff in this film kind of is a bit quentin tarantino-ish that's actually the one thing like if quentin that actually would have i think in a way actually made that movie worse if this had been a quentin tarantino movie like he would have leaned way too into the Quentin Tarantino. Well, it would have been totally things. different, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the I'm, feeling of it would have been different. Yeah, and I, I just think this this feels like a, I guess my my like at the end of it, I was I was talking about it because uh, me and Laura watched it on uh, on on Sunday, mm-hmm. and at the end of it, we were both like, it really felt like someone attempting to make a movie that was made in the like in the era it took place like somebody was making this movie like somebody was attempting to make a movie as if this movie was made in 1969 for today's audience and they didn't pull it off like no it, the, it was just the the they didn't they didn't have the skill yeah like that's exactly it, it, that's it, exactly it. and and it's I mean, a good premise and, uh, and it's a good idea well, you said, initially like the the sort of the the clever take on yeah. how they're going well, to do it well that's why seeing know. the the trailer and even how like, the movie ends like you said it ends better because they don't yeah and seeing you know, the trailer made it seem really like quite promising because yeah, exactly. it is a good idea yeah. it is a good premise yeah. it has some good characters yeah. it's just not well executed mm. at all um and uh and and that brings it down, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So it's it's yeah, it's an odd one. I I if somebody said, "Oh, should I see this movie?" Mm-hmm. I wouldn't tell them no. But you'd tell them to like adjust their expectations uh, yeah, accordingly. I'd be like, if they, yeah, uh, I would tell them no. Well, yeah, but, yeah, you, but, would, you would tell them no. But, I wouldn't tell them no. Like, I feel the movie is <coughs> the movie's not. Again, it's not. I, I I enjoyed it. Yeah, I know. I but know, it's I not great. Yeah, I know. What you it's mean. it's yeah, and it, it's 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 kind of a bummer. We've had we've had experiences like that. Yeah. before with movies. I mean, but by far, like not the worst movie I've seen in like say the last year. But it, but disappointing because so much like so much like promise, especially based on like the trailer, mm-hmm. just it doesn't pay off. You know, and again, the last probably that last sort of the last bit of the movie is the best bit because it's uh, the most kind of unpredictable. Yeah. Uh, the least plays the least on cliches. It works the best. It works the best. Everything after he has the whole like where they have the thing where um, he has his whole kind of like drug experience, and yeah. then and then it kind of like it kind of like <laughs> now. That that is one thing that kind of made me laugh. Well, like really, made well, me laugh. it really actually because it makes him sort of be able to. It breaks down the walls, yeah, 
that he's been kind of trying to trying to where he's been trying to like hold himself together mm-hmm. from this like trauma that he experienced and like basically just kind of like ignore it mm-hmm. and it sort of allows him to kind of just accept it and kind of move past it right like yeah. it, it makes him a more complete person mm-hmm. um and then he's a lot more sort of just generally kind of likable and um a lot more sort of at peace yeah uh after that well, well so everything says, everything from where that happens on yeah. is is quite good yeah. who talks about like the whole like wanting to kill you like killing the kid the care it's like i, I want to kill you but i'm not going to like i don't i don't need to like after he's had the you know no no he says he says he doesn't want to oh he doesn't right? want he says, to right? he says like he knows that he could, could but he doesn't want to but he doesn't right, want to yeah. whereas before it's like he just wanted to <laughs> he kill because he's just you know <laughs> yeah uh, uh the 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 bit where he takes it, it basically uh, meant, it basically to... meant that now he could just kill people when he needs, needs to, to for the situation yeah, yeah. rather than be, just because he loses it right because yeah. there's that scene earlier mm-hmm. where remember where he loses it on the uh those like sort of uh kind of punker bikery kind of oh, guys right right um, in the bathroom in the bathroom yeah, 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 yeah. and then he messes up his suit yeah and then there's that scene where he looks in the kind of where the guy where he like looks in yeah and he looks in the in the mirror yeah and he sees like all the blood all over his shirt and his like sleeved uh, his coat sleeve torn yeah, and all yeah. his jacket sleeve torn and all that stuff and he kind of realizes like he got totally out of control, control yeah, yeah and that basically like his uh inability to sort of like you know Dial it in. Well, and and to sort of his inability to control sort of those like the urge to like that that's your go to way to deal with problems. Yeah, um, is actually causing more More, problems exactly for his his job and his his life, right? Mm -hmm. And so I that's kind of the first sort of real kind of self reflective moment where he's kind of like he kind of pauses for a moment and kind of realizes like this isn't right, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, But at that point you know he's not ready to really fully self reflect mm-hmm. um until that sort of the stuff at the end so yeah. so yeah, I, the, the he's got the headache from the cuz he's smoking the opium yeah, yeah. and he's got the headache and she gives him the pills and he takes them and like i mean obviously just assuming there were aspirin yeah. and it's just like what are those well it's acid yeah. it's great for the headache and it's just like yeah. oh no so, what have you done? so i mean that was kind of interesting in that in that yeah. that shift that happens with the character because it does kind of mm. allow him to um look within himself and be able to move through that and um and then you know he's a lot more kind of um centered and everything and uh and then you know it becomes like now he can just be violent when it's needed for the situation rather than just going straight to the violence and freaking out you know mm-hmm. whenever he's faced with a problem so i thought that was kind of interesting but uh you know th- that's a very mild mild positive because uh, you know this, this movie another sort of uh genre genre like genre by like director mm-hmm. um it, it this it, this actually has a bit of a, a a bit of a guy Ritchie feel to it as well um I didn't think of that. Uh, mostly like stuff like um, things like the the British the, gangsters. Well, the British the British gangsters, but the the how that all plays out, and then like going into that whole ending like fight yeah. scene well, had a bit of a. I, I it, will, it was filmed I will res- 
it was filmed in a way that I felt like with like the like the kind of the cuts and stuff like that often uh, like stuff like um, I will respectfully of, disagree because uh, a couple of Guy say. Ritchie films are are filmed like um, the one with uh, he kills the guy with a carrot. Uh, There's a Guy Ritchie film where someone kills somebody with a carrot. The only it? killing with a carrot movie that I know is. Um, Shoot him up. Shoot him up. Is that not a Guy Ritchie film? Oh, God, no. Oh, I thought that was a Guy Ritchie film. Oh. No. Okay, well, this film reminded me a bit of Shoot him up. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, don't make that comparison. Shoot him oh. up is amazing. Yeah, I like Shoot him up. This no, no, no like, I mean, I mean, like, the the, 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 the the shooting stylistically reminded me of Shoot him uh, up. Uh, that's not a Guy Ritchie film. Who does Shoot him up? Is it just, uh, just I, Alec Melvin or? Well, it's yeah. somebody who hasn't oh. had a ton of. Oh, okay. Oh, why did I think that was. I guess. Oh, no. Huh. I don't know. Maybe I heard, maybe I heard comparisons of but shoot 'em up to Guy Ritchie films. I have films to and, yeah. respectfully disagree because I didn't see any of that in it. Uh, yeah, shoot 'em up. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, Clive Owen. That's yeah, that's who's in Shoot 'em Up, right? Yeah. But uh oh. Oh. But yeah. Um Yeah, uh So yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's uneven. Uh could have been could have been yeah could have been much better uh they it's it's the kind of film if this was like a bigger film like say it had you know been like a big release film you could almost say like oh like uh studio meddling is like why maybe like it's got like some of the stuff like oh this script maybe at least they would have a good but that's what i mean like and and, you know it's it's that kind of feeling where it's just like oh the script maybe went through a one too many rewrites or something like that but not the case i don't really think there's any excuse i think it's just a case of it's just these things happen it's just a more amateur these things happen they just they just happen even like people who have done good work can can just have an off thing and where things just don't turn out the way that you expect and it's a hard thing making a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot that goes into it, and um, how you envision that it's going to turn out is sometimes not how it turns out. Yeah, how you yeah. envision that a joke is going to be is going to play doesn't always yeah. play the same way when it's actually done. Uh, there's a million factors. Yeah, yeah. It is what it is. I mean, I, it's not the kind of thing. I don't think it's so bad that like, you know, oh, none of these people should ever work again. Yeah. It's not like that. It's just a misstep. It oh, yeah. happens. Yeah. Again. It, you know, maybe could have been avoided by different, like a more experienced director. Yeah, I mean that's you know? the only thing I can really think. But, but I mean, clearly, like, but but that's I mean, indie film. It often so... it often works though. Like, it everyone's gonna start somewhere. Yeah. And how many times have we seen like some actually really good debuts? Like, it does happen. Yeah. Yeah. If you do your homework and you just really know what you're doing, mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it it can be fine. So I mean, I don't even really want to blame that really, but that could have played a part. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's. I, I honestly don't know, but it is what it is. So I uh, I I didn't I didn't look into uh, uh, to sort of any like the trivia about the the production or anything about the film. Um, I think it's just one of those. I mean, we've all seen things like this before. I think it's just one of those cases where like miss the. It's just one just, of those mid level those mid level you know yeah uh, kind of um, indie ish kind of things that just doesn't quite work yeah yeah it, it happens it's it's normal there's probably 20 movies a year like this you know mm, right at least um it just happens uh, so. yeah 
It's mm. fine. I don't think it's a disaster. I don't think it's going to ruin anybody's career. Or no, like no, 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 no. It's just... It's just a middling film. It's just a bad movie. Yeah, it just... It happens. Yeah. So, just, uh... Yeah. But, like, yeah. but like I said, I, really I, you know, I don't know if I would discourage anybody from seeing it, but I don't know... I, I don't know if I would, like, outright recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you, you know, wouldn't... You wouldn't, like, if you talked to somebody that you hadn't talked to in a while... You wouldn't be. You wouldn't like bring it up and be no, like, no. "Oh, by the way, this movie that I saw recently, you got to check it out." Like you wouldn't. But if do somebody that. was like, oh, "I'm thinking of watching that Moonwalkers," yeah, <laughs> yeah go ahead. Yeah, you, know, you want to okay. see Ron Perlman be cool? Yeah, see Ron Perlman be cool. I mean, I really, that's why you watch this movie. Watch this movie to see Ron Perlman, and yeah, it, like it's true. If you focus on the Ron Perlman part, you, you, it's that's kind of good. You it's, know, it's true. You know, true. Rupert Grant is really good too. Yeah, by the he, way, to be fair, he he's is a really, really good actor, um, and, and he actually really distinguished himself as as the. I think yeah. even even as the Harry Potter movies went yeah. on, like he really grew into like a, a really good actor. No, he's and, a good actor. I think I am. I I I don't know what he's got upcoming, but this is probably the third movie I've seen in recent years. Where he sort of played a similar character in terms of like he kind of always plays a screw up, yeah, like a character with bad well, luck. But and, see, like now he does it well. But like, that's the funny thing because this he's kind of young to be. This movie, they have the kind of reversal where, where he ends up being the one that kind of rallies everything it's, together it's and true, comes yeah. in and goes like, "Listen, guys, like yeah. we actually have to do this. Yeah. Like." Yeah. This is important. Like, I I know we've buggered this up until now. Yeah, now we've got to you know, step he, it up. He actually yeah. sort of becomes the adult for a little while, um, mm-hmm. which is actually sort of interesting because it certainly doesn't, you know, it's different from the rest of the movie. So on that level, you know, there was a little bit of layer layering to the characters, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, but yeah. That's so, all I really have yeah. to say about that. So, yeah. Uh, so, Moonwalkers from, from uh, I guess, earlier this year. Yeah, you can catch it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh that's that's this week. Mm-hmm. Uh next week mm-hmm. I think we're going for a franchise talk. Yes. And we wanna say what it is or are we just gonna wanna keep well, it secret? We, yeah, we might as well. Oh, okay. We 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 advertised, as yeah. it were, the uh the alien one for quite a while. That's true, that's true, yeah. So we wanna give people a chance to see yeah, that's true. Some of these yeah, movies, because yeah, yeah. we're doing a bunch prep. of movies yeah. in one go. Uh, so, so all of you listeners, much like myself, can prep up and watch a bunch of Die Hard movies yeah. because that's the franchise we're doing. We're the Die Hard franchise. About. So, yeah. um, this was one that I thought we got five we, of them. Yeah, this time. This is one that I thought that would be a decent sort of candidate for 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 doing a franchise uh, talk episode. And then when I sort of thought more about it. I realized that it was an even better candidate than I was sort of had originally thought because there it what's really interesting and we'll get into this more next mm-hmm. week obviously but I'll just very quickly kind of preview it. What's really interesting about Dyer is the way that um other than the most recent one um all of the rest of them are all based on various different source materials right which are all all completely unconnected to each other and all have nothing to actually do with Die Hard, and they were all just like adapted into, into Die, Die Hard, Hard films. Yeah. Um. So I'll explain more about that when ne- we actually talk week, about yeah, the movies yeah. next week. But that to me is a very unique way to go about creating a <laughs> franchise. Um. And that that's why I kind of really wanted to do this one because I was like, it, it's just such a unique story. Yeah. Of of how this became a series. 
um, that I thought uh, it would be really interesting to talk about. So it is a bit boggling, but yeah. Plus, I mean, yeah, just you know, there's some decent movies there. Uh, yeah, there's definitely a bit of a variance. Yeah, but I think that even the ones that are usually considered to be not as good or some of the more critically unsuccessful ones, mm-hmm. um, I still enjoy it. I, I enjoyed all of the Die Hard movies. Like spoiler, but I don't think there's any like yeah. terrible ones. Um, there's ones that are better than others, but I think they're all enjoyable in their own way. Um, there's definitely a huge shift that happens in that series uh, yeah. from from one sort of type of thing to another. Which mm. again, we'll talk about when we get to it. But that's just a little bit of a preview. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, hopefully, yeah, you'll come back that. for that next week. Yeah. Um, we I think it's going to be just us for that one. So um, it'll be just a two person. Yeah, uh, discussion there, but uh, hopefully that may you know maybe keep the length uh, a little bit more manageable. Maybe, maybe we can keep it to a one a one part. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if well, we'll uh, yeah, go into yeah. the two parts. I, I mean, mean, it is. I feel certain, there is five movies, certain, but... like, especially the original. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, other than like, well, it's Die Hard. Yeah. Like, what else needs to be said? Yeah, you not, know? Not, not, yeah, not too yeah. much. Not too much. Yeah. But we'll get into that. Yeah. yeah but sure. you know, it is admittedly five movies. But I feel like mm-hmm. uh, we probably don't need quite so much time so we'll see mm-hmm. yeah yeah should be fun but yeah so and then, uh it. 60 will be top top 60 top five yep top five of the 60s of course we're yep. still continuing top 60 our... of the 60s top <laughs> top 60 films I, I, could, I could do a top 60 of the 60s that, but yeah. uh it wouldn't yeah. be that interesting i think um so yeah uh doing our our decade top fives again so mm-hmm. um that's exciting yeah um do do you have your list or are you still working oh on? i have not even begun Oh my god! Uh, so that's fine. Yeah. Uh, it's something for me to work on. Oh, you're in trouble. Well, I rewatch yeah. five Die Hard films. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> all right. Well, until then. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's. I hope we've dr- driven up the the anticipation and mm. hype a little bit here on the upcoming year um, yeah. weeks. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So look forward to that. So uh, yeah. So till next week. I'm Chris. Zeman. Cheers. Bye.